The Celtics are holding auditions for a wing. Three players being considered. We'll discuss which player most addresses the team's needs. Blake Griffin professes his love for the city of Boston. But if the Seas want him back, they'd better hurry. And Kendrick Perkins has a new face of the NBA, and it's not Jason Tatum. These stories, plus your chance to win free Celtic tickets. Get out your pencil and scratch paper and head into Lucky's Lounge. Let's go. Welcome back to Lucky's Lounge, your favorite Boston Celtics fan podcast. And if it wasn't your favorite before, it's going to be now because immediately after this show, Guillermo and I are going to give two tickets to the Celtics-Knicks game on October 17th at Boston Garden to one lucky Celtics fan. Guillermo, I mean, I wish I could take credit for this idea. I think it was your idea, but this is going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm so pumped. The season is right around the corner. I hope everybody is ready to rock and willing to see this new Celtic squad take on the season. Yeah, well, you know, it is going to be awesome, and I wish I was going to be there. Guillermo, you and I are usually sitting there at Section 20, Row 9, uh, next to the future Mrs. Pritchard and right behind the Celtic bench, but one of you is going to have these tickets, so I'm going to tell you how it's going to work. First of all, in order to win, you must be following us at Lucky's Lounge Pod. And in order to win, you're going to DM us the name of the Celtics player that we are thinking of. We're going to throw out three hints, one right now and one in each of the next two segment, segments. All you need to do to win is DM us with the three hints and the name of the Celtic player that we're thinking of. Is that Sound easy enough, Guillermo? Sounds good to me. All right. Well, the fr- and you have to do all three, right? You can't just immediately DM us after you know. It's got to have all. That's why we're asking for all three hints. So here we go. The first hint, the first word is husky. And we'll be back later on in the pod with the other two. The first Celtic fan to DM us with th- all three hints and the name of the Celtic player also include your name and hometown. And you get the tickets and have fun watching the Celtics throttle the Knicks. And uh, there it is. All right, let's let's get into the show. And Guillermo, earlier this week, Sham Sharania reporting on his Twitter feed that the Celtics are working out two wings, TJ Warren and Lamar Stevens this week. So this could have happened earlier today or maybe later on in the week. And then it was also reported that they're giving a look at a guy that I think played for the 76ers last year. Who are the three players that the Celtics are looking at? All right. Yep. So the fellow you just were about to mention, that's Lewis King, who was with the 76ers last year in a minor, minor role. Um, career stats, only played 27 games in the league. Um and has played for four different teams. Uh, so hasn't gotten too much burn, but averaged f- 4.8 points per game and uh, about a rebound and a half. That's Lewis King, 6'7", 205-pound small forward uh, who played with the 76ers. Okay, the- so this was reported by Hoops Hype and also Michael Scoto of – the, he is the the writer for Hoops Hype that reported this. And Scoto says that 
King worked out for the Warriors before becoming a two-way player for the 76ers. 6-7. Only played in one game for the Sixers, right? Right before the playoffs started and scored 20 in that game, right? Correct. That is correct, yes. I mean, that's something. We both know, and most of us know the other two guys, obviously Lamar Stevens, who started a number of games for the Cavs, and T.J. Warren, who was... If he wasn't the MVP of the bubble, he was certainly the NBA's most improved player in 2020. He was incredible, but I haven't heard a whole lot of him since. Yeah, same. I haven't seen or heard too much. I know he's bounced around a little bit. Um, So I like all three guys. I'm happy that they're continuing to poke around and see what wings can maybe come in and contribute and Make sure that the Jays are all rested up for the postseason. We have a poll on Twitter right now, at Lucky's Lounge Pod. The poll is Celtics working out TJ Warren and Lamar Stevens this week. Who should Brad sign? Please weigh in on that poll. Again, we're at Lucky's Lounge Pod on Twitter, and that's where you're going to DM us to win these tickets. Right now, the poll is 50-50. Half the people think we need scoring, which Warren would provide. And the other half think that we need the defense and energy that Stevens would provide. I think King might be a hybrid of, of the two. TJ Warren, Guillermo, he, I remember him in the bubble scoring 53 points in one game. And, I mean, just mesmerizing. He played in the ACC at NC State. I think his dad played at NC State as well. Uh, but he's kind of bounced around since. Brooklyn signed him. In the summer of 22, didn't do much with Brooklyn, and then went back to, I think, one of his first teams, the Phoenix Suns last year, traded to them uh, in along with Kevin Durant. So he was in that Durant trade, but his, his numbers since 2020 have gone down every year. I just don't know what he can give us at this point. Yeah, and I tend to want to run with the younger guys. So Lamar Stevens or Lewis King, I think we get more time to maybe develop them a little bit more and spend more time and getting them to where we want them to fit the Celtic mold and how they can fit a role for the team. I think Warren is kind of, he is the player who he's going to be and you can only really ask so much of him uh, at his age. I mean, it really comes down to this. The Celtics are a team that is ready to win now. And what you're saying, Guillermo, is let's let's give somebody a chance who might have upside. I, I get that. But do King and Stevens really have huge upside? I mean, certainly Stevens has been around long enough to where we sort of think he could be what he is. I, I just don't know. Look at the Celtics starting lineup, white, brown, Tatum, Porzingis, and Horford, let's say. And then coming off the bench, they're going to have Brogdon, Rob Williams, and Brissett, maybe. So who fits in there as that backup wing and what do you need? They're going to, maybe let's say they put Tatum to the bench first, and Brown would be in there with this other wing. And so the scoring would be provided by Brown and maybe Porzingis. And you come off the bench with, if you come off the bench with Brissett and Rob Williams, you might need another scorer in there. 
the Celtics have a lot of versatility with their roster, so it, it could be that they need a score. It could be that they need a defender. I don't know. Brad's got a lot of work to do right now. Clearly, this is not a decision, a life-or-death decision for the Celtics, but it is those ninth or tenth men that sometimes help you win a game or two down the stretch. Yeah, and I think these three guys would probably be more towards you know, 11, 12, 13th on the team because you have Hauser, you have Brogdon, and you have one of the bigs who are going to be your top three in the rotation. And then I think you're going to sprinkle in some Pritchard, some Brissett, some Banton. Um, so maybe one of these guys in camp can, you know, push Brissett or Banton further down on the depth chart. But I think these guys are, you know, just late game, you know, burn some minutes or God forbid injuries. And then they have to take and play a little bit more of a bench role. But I think they're probably from 11 to 15 on the team. Well, if there's one thing we know about Brad Stevens, it's that he values versatility. He's one of these guys that kind of brought in this era of positionless basketball. All three of these guys to me, look like small forwards, but if there's something that could give somebody an edge in the mind of Brad Stevens, it's the ability to play maybe three and four or, or guard some bigs or guard some, some ball handlers. We'll see. I think defense and versatility might be what puts somebody over the top, Guillermo. Yeah, they're going to be all interchangeable, kind of like a Banton and a Brissette they have length, they have athleticism, and you can, you know, hopefully guard one through four, maybe even a five here and there, since a lot of centers are around six nine, even six eight sometimes with Isaiah Stewart. So I think you can, like you said, mix up the coverages and put them in the positionless basketball that we're playing nowadays. But out of all three guys, the main guy that I would want back is Blake Griffin. I know he's been rumored to uh, want to come back and has said great things about the Celtics, but barring these three wings, I would like Blake Griffin to come back most importantly. Absolutely. We're going to talk about Blake in our next segment with the signing of DJ Stewart to a camp contract last week or a camp invite. We talked about that on our last show. The Celtics can have four more players come to training camp on October 2nd. Two of those can be on the regular roster, and then two could be camp invites, and they still have one two-way spot open. That could go to DJ Stewart. It could go to Lewis King. And one of these wings could be signed to a guaranteed deal for the Celtics, maybe with a big. Maybe it is Blake Griffin. We'll talk about him next. Or maybe it's JaVale McGee, Guillermo. Here's a guy that just got waived by the Mavericks, NBA champion and an Olympian, a gold medalist. Do you like JaVale McGee? I kind of like him. Yeah, I do like JaVale McGee. He's always had his run-ins on the Shaq and the Fool, making some (laughs) funny plays. But I do like JaVale McGee. He's a big, he's a vet, he has size, Uh, he's played with some high caliber players. So he should be knowledgeable in the game of basketball. Um, I do like uh, JaVale McGee. Hey, listen, with Marcus Smart and Grant Williams no longer in town, if we want to be 
in Shaq's good graces and get on those shows Tuesday and Thursday nights, uh, maybe JaVale is the way to go. Uh, I like him, and, and I think we could do worse for a number three big. Of course, we all want Blake Griffin, and that is what we will talk about next when we come back on Lucky's Lounge, plus more hints on how to win those Celtic Knicks tickets for October 17th. So stay tuned. You are listening to Lucky's Lounge. Welcome back to Lucky's Lounge. Captain Ron and Guillermo here. And a quick shout out to all of our fans. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to spread the word about Lucky's Lounge to all of your fellow Celtic diehard fans, as well as giving us positive reviews and five-star ratings. Wherever you're listening, you can do that on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please continue to do that. It really, really helps us out and makes us feel better that we're doing a good job for you, the fans. Speaking of doing a good job, Guillermo, I think we can't do much better than giving up the seats for that October 17th game against the Knicks, which I know you and I would be excited to go to. I hate the Knicks. Yes, definitely. I love watching the Knicks lose. So whoever's going to these this game, you're going to have a lot of fun. You know, I didn't mention the fact that one of the reasons why I think this is such a big preseason game is we didn't have a lot of success against the New York Knickerbockers last year. And if, if you had to say – there's going to be one team other than the Celtics that has the best chance to win the Atlantic division. It might be the Knicks and not the 76ers, Guillermo. Yeah, I'd concur with that. Definitely the Knicks have a solid roster. I mean, I remember I, uh, Emmanuel quickly just torching us last season and having fun doing it. So that's a vivid memory that I want to get rid of. So I'm, I'm, I can't, wait to see this preseason game and get rid of that memory and have a new memory where we're annihilating them. I know a lot of Knicks fans and they're salivating for this season. Uh, they might be not interested in seeing their former all-star Chris Tops Porzingis dunking on them, but that could happen. So if you're interested in winning those tickets to October 17th game at the garden against the Knicks, here is your second clue. The word is wristwatch wristwatch and we'll be back in the third segment with the third and final remember dm us got to be following us on twitter at lucky's lounge pod dm us with all three clues and the name of the player we're talking about if you do that before everybody else the tickets are yours and all you have to do is tweet it out and say hey i got the tickets of course we want to see a picture of you in our seats as well uh on october 17th you can share that on your socials but Going to Blake Griffin now, Guillermo. You mentioned Blake. He had He's still a free agent. He had some comments about playing in Boston. He was on a Barstool Sports podcast, uh, the Foreplay podcast, last week. And this is what Blake said. And this, you know, we always hear from the haters and, you know, idiots like Anthony Davis's father and other people who say, oh, you know, people don't want to play in, in Boston. Well, listen to what Blake had to say about playing in Boston. Quote, Boston is unbelievable. Living in Boston, playing in Boston was one of the best experiences. Dude, the fans are incredible. Guillermo, uh, that checks with what I know about Boston. And, and you know, we know the fans. I mean, it really is. P- people who play and wear the green and white, they love it here. Yeah, I mean, we're a sports city. We're a sports town. So, 
anybody who plays for any of the major sports here in the state, you know, they forget about the connotation of a racist city and not being fun to be here. It's a great place to be. It's very electric with the fans. We're all knowledgeable. We all want success because the last 20 years we've had major success with all four sports. So it's a great city to be in. It's a growing city and uh, it's a great atmosphere once you're at the TD Garden with that ruckus crowd. No, absolutely. I don't even like repeating the false narratives anymore because anytime you repeat you know, a lie, it, you're just putting it out there. But Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have both said how much they love the city. Here you go with Blake Griffin. When we got Blake Griffin, you know, this is a six-time NBA All-Star, a guy who for a brief time, I think, when he was winning slam dunk competitions, was one of the faces of the NBA. But by the time he got to Boston, Physically, he was a bit broken down. We knew sort of what we were getting. And that's what I think a fan base like Boston understands is they they know what the expectation is for Blake. And I think all season long, whatever we asked him to do, whether it was be a spot starter when Al Horford was resting on back-to-backs or whether it was taking a guy like Grant Williams under his arm and say, hey, Grant, this is how – NBA professionals act. I mean, as a clubhouse leader and as a player on the court, he did everything that was asked. And I just wonder, Guillermo, can he do it again? Yeah, I think he did great. He was drawing charges. He was the vet in the room. He was always uh, with the young guys. He was part of that bus one boys with Cornette, Pritchard, and those guys building some camaraderie amongst themselves and Hauser as well was part of that bus one crew. I would love to have him back. I think he definitely fits the Celtic mold. The only thing I did not like from our fans is he's not Brian Scalabrini. He's not taco fall. So when that fourth quarter comes, don't start calling for him to come in. I think he's a serviceable big who should be respected. And I think when he had those spot starts or when he had those spot minutes, he always contributed, whether it's hitting threes, something he never re- really did before. Um, or like I said, drawing the charges. I think he was just that spark to get us um, some rest for Al and Rob and then sit back on the bench and continue to cheer on. Yeah, what you, what you, that phenomena that you bring up there, I'm totally in agreement with you. I think some fans, some of our more casual fans, and maybe some of the diehards too, once they get a little bit of alcohol in them and it's Geno time, they're like, I mean, they're just trying to show their love for Blake, but they don't realize, like, dude, I'm not a human victory cigar, okay? I don't need to play in this game. It's actually kind of an insult for me to play in this game. So, why don't we let, you know, Calvin Gale or, you know, some one of those guys get in. But you're right. And, you know, you look at Al Horford and what he was able to do in adding the three-point shot to his game as maybe some of his mobility and his offensive game underneath the basket declined a little bit. He took it outside and made himself one of the best three-point shooters in the league last year. We talked about that game against Philly last year where Blake hit five three-pointers. If Blake Griffin is somewhere in Oklahoma right now in a gym 
shooting 23 footers, that could be very good for Boston. But the Celtics had better hurry because I think as you're about to tell us, Guillermo, there's other teams interested in his services and teams he's familiar with and teams that also have a chance to win a championship. So Danny, excuse me, Brad, I still have my Danny burned into my head. Brad, you better hurry. Yeah, so it looks like the 76ers, the Clippers, who we hate, and also the Warriors are all rumored to be speculating to try to bring Blake Griffin in. So we do got to move fast if we're going to bring him back. Yeah, well, those are some interesting teams. Obviously, the Clippers and Tyron Lue, this is a guy who is one of the greatest players in Clipper history, if we're being honest. And I know there are fans there that would, you know, I look at the, on Twitter, I'm seeing Clipper fans saying, come home, bring him back. Uh, Also seeing some fans saying, why the hell would he want to go to Philadelphia? That is a, a, a dead franchise right now. I don't know that that's the case, but it is kind of a dumpster fire with what, James Harden has done, and we'll talk about that in Lucky's List. But why wouldn't he want to come back to Boston with all the goodwill with the fans? And do any of those teams, including the Warriors, have a better shot than us? I don't think so. Yeah, I would, like I said, love to have him back. I don't think he fits in Philadelphia, especially with that Paul Reed contract after they brought him back. And then I do see a, a vision of him going quote unquote back home to where I think they'll retire his Jersey one day in Los Angeles Clippers. So I could see that. And I could see him fitting actually with the um, golden state warriors as well. I, again, I would love to have him back. I think he fits well. I think he kind of helps us cover some of the things we lost with Grant Williams as well. Um, so I would love to have him back. I know we spoke about JaVel McGee. I think we've touched on Frank Kaminsky in one of the last podcasts. Another big who was waived by the Houston Rockets, 21-year-old Usman Garuba, who played um, in Spain. How do you feel about him possibly uh, fitting with the Celtics? I honestly don't know very much about him other than he was a first-round pick. Yeah, I mean, serviceable big. I think he has a lot of size. Again, with the youth, he's 21 years old. Someone, I think, again, who can get molded being in the Celtic, uh, fran- with the Celtic franchise. But I would love to have Blake back with the veteran prowess he brings. Yeah, you look at guys like Cobb Gale and the guy that we had uh, in the summer league that ended Azubuki. up signing with Phoenix Azubuke. Those are guys that are former first round picks that get a flyer on a two way. And the Celtics can certainly do that because they have one more two way contract to give. But I do think that they do have one spot available for a big that they may need to play real minutes down the stretch in games that have playoff implications or even in the playoffs. And that's where Blake Griffin, I think could come in and give you 10, 12, Solid minutes. You talked about taking charges, maybe hitting a three. I mean, look, the Celtics have a situation 
with Al Horford not wanting to play back-to-backs or the Celtics not wanting him to play back-to-backs, I should say, and Kristaps Porzingis, who has plantar fasciitis right now, won't be probably in the best of shape when the season kicks off. So it just helps having Cornette and one other guy that might be needed to play some minutes. And so these guys like Garuba, you know, I don't think they're as reliable. Certainly they have more upside and could do, you know, more in a given game. But as far as reliability in a guy that you know is going to give you something, Blake Griffin could be that guy. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree. I think, you know, we talk about, you know, that JB tweet where he said the energy is about to shift. I think he's an energy shifter when he comes onto the court. When he draws those charges, hits a big three, gets a big rebound, like he is that spark plug that gets TD Garden on its feet, chanting, ready to go. and the opposing team doesn't know what to do, what hit him, and starts to, you know, fumble the ball or make poor decisions once that crowd has risen up. You know, one of the things I really love, too, about going back to, you know, Blake Griffin here, watching his reactions on the bench when you see a young guy make an incredible dunk or something like that, his facial expressions are so hilarious. And, you know, he is loved by everybody. We saw him at Sam Hauser's wedding. But I just like to see Blake when, whether it's Tatum or, I mean, whoever it is, Grant Williams last year, Peyton Pritchard doing something. I love seeing Blake's unadulterated joy at watching one of his young understudies, a protégés, getting something done. I'd like to see it again. Yeah, bring back the bus one, boys. Get that crew solid solid and get them ready to roll this season. They're going to be huge, I think, in contributing in the 82-game season, pushing for a deep playoff run. Absolutely. Well, we've we've belabored Blake a little bit. Now we're going to go to our third and final segment, Lucky's List, but I know what everybody is really waiting for is that third clue for the Celtics tickets. We'll get to that in our longest segment of the show, Lucky's List, and another update on Kristaps Porzingis. Don't go away. Welcome back to Lucky's Lounge, your home for Celtics news, information, history, and free Celtics tickets. And now here's the third clue for the free seats to the October 17th New York Knicks-Boston Celtics preseason game at the Garden. And if you haven't been to the Lucky's Lounge seats, you're going to want to go back. They're uh, it's hard for us to give them away. We want to be at that game, but they're going to you if you can guess this player. Here's the third and final hint, and Guillermo, I'm afraid it's going to give it away, but with our listeners, they probably already know who it is. But the third word is Tacoma. DM us at Lucky's Lounge Pod on Twitter X. DM us, and that means you have to be following us with all three hints and the player that we were thinking of. And if you beat everybody else, the seats are yours. And we just expect to see you tweeting out that you won and a photo of you in the seats. And you got to be wearing green or else uh, we're going to call you out and take your fan card away. All right. Lucky's list, Guillermo. And the first item, 
I mean, this is on every Celtics fan's mind all the time. And, of course, we're talking about the unicorn, Kristaps Porzingis. Eurohoops reporting that Kristaps Porzingis is no longer in Latvia. He has traveled to Jakarta, Indonesia with the Latvian national team. He won't play, of course, but it meant enough for him to go and support his teammates. Apparently, according to this report, the Celtics weren't crazy about this. They wanted him rehabbing maybe in maybe in Boston, but Kristaps went with the team to support them. Your thoughts? Whew, this is a big one for me. I do appreciate the fact that he's with his team, supporting them, especially since he can't be alongside them with the FIBA tournament starting on Friday. But I would love to have him back in Boston with the best doctors, making sure that that foot is on track to be ready to go at the start of the season. I'm okay with it. He's not playing. I'm okay with him being there, supporting them. Let's just get through the FIBA tournament and then bring him home. Here's Kristaps' words. Quote, it's important for me to spend time with my teammates, with my family, and Boston respected my decision. He did also talk about his injury, though, Guillermo. Listen to this. I have an idea where the injury occurred, but an injury develops during a career and then jumps onto the field. During the training process, it started to hurt. There has never been anything like it. I felt there were no options to achieve the shape I wanted. There was no logic in trying to break my feet, end quote. Break my feet, Guillermo? I hope there's nothing to do with broken feet. I will give him both my feet if that is the case. I'm glad he thinks he you know, understands where it happened and how it happened. But let's just rest, get it healed, get ready to go for this season. We really need Porzingis to be as close to 100% as possible. I think he's going to be very vital to breaking down defenses and giving a different look that we haven't shown in the past with his size and his capabilities. Well, I love the fact that he loves his country enough to still go and wear the uniform and represent his team and cheer them on. I mean, I don't think Latvia is going to make it to the group stage, but they have been winning their games in the exhibitions, Guillermo, so we'll see what happens. Item number two. This one brought a smile to everybody's face and and caused some of the idiots on Boston Sports Talk Radio to call out Celtic fans for praising it when they weren't they weren't criticizing the fact that Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown did not work out together before, but Jason Tatum spotted in a gym with Jalen Brown working out, this after working out in a gym lifting weights with Paul Pierce, JT working out hard, even working out with Joel Embiid. So all kinds of stuff. Unpack this for us. Oh, what a treat it is to see JT in the lab, wanting to get better, wanting to be his best self and continue to improve on his game. We all were salivating at the fact him and Jalen Brown were together training, getting ready for the season, building that camaraderie amongst themselves. And then who doesn't want to see Paul Pierce, you know, training with the guy, Jason Tatum, as well. And even Embiid, I'm okay with it. We know where he stands 
We know we dominate and beat every time, you know, we play against him. And if he wants that training that Tatum is having to continue to get better, I know last year they also trained together as well. And Embiid was in his ear asking them, asking him about his final experience. So I'm okay with it. We know we own the Sixers. Uh, but wow, it's great to see the guy working hard and getting ready for this upcoming season. Joel Embiid, the league's most valuable player, and he has the same trainer as Jason Tatum. Also, you know, he's talking about maybe playing for Team USA someday. He is now a naturalized U.S. citizen. In the age of player empowerment, players like Joel Embiid often can force trades to where they want to go. Of course, we see it hasn't worked for Damian Lillard yet. The NBA is trying to crack down on this, but there is no harm for us in a great relationship between Joel Embiid and Jason Tatum, Gerald. No harm, no foul. I don't mind seeing him in green. I don't want to <laughs> tease anything or speculate, but I'm okay with Embiid being in green. If he's in green, if he's still a red, white, and blue, forget Embiid. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, item number three on the list, Peyton Pritchard has left Team USA. He's now playing Pro-Am games again. And, and another, for the second consecutive year, Guillermo, Peyton Pritchard putting up an astronomical point total in a Pro-Am. What do you got for us? Yeah, so he was able to team up with the little guy, Isaiah Thomas, and play in Vancouver and put up 61 points in a Pro-Am the largest amount scored in that Pro-Am League, um, taking home a, a championship title belt, it looked like, um, and really glory, uh, you know, living out his glory, putting up those point totals. We know he's a scorer. That's something he can contribute at any point in time. But can he, you know, play against bigs and feel that rotation when it's, on the defensive side. So that's his biggest opportunity, but we know he can put up points in bunches and uh, it was exciting to see him get that burn and put up 61 points. I don't know how good the defense is in some of these games, but we've, we've seen him do it. I mean, we saw him in Portland a couple of years ago, put up like 25 and a quarter. Pritchard is a nitro blast of offense, but you know, he had 84 last year. So, you know, hey, Peyton, you're slipping a little bit. Maybe he was given maybe he was given IT some shots, but good to see and good to see him, you know, continuing to work on his game. I can't wait to see him this preseason and, and moving on to the season. He's going to get a bigger opportunity with Boston. Item number four, James Harden. The NBA frowned upon his comments about Daryl Morey and him trying to force a trade. You know, we saw what they did with Damian Lillard and his agent. The NBA this past week fining James Harden $100,000 for his comments about Daryl Morey. And that leads us to our tweet of the week. Once again, two weeks in a row, it's Peter Vesey at Peter Vesey one. The tweet, he says, this just in, James Harden plans to pay his $100,000 fine by the NBA in oily $1 bills, Guillermo. Solid tweet from the great Vessi. Uh, man, 
we know this is, you know, not much for him. He throws probably a hundred thousand dollars in the club anyway, so that's why they're gonna be all be oil lead up. So I don't mind it. I don't really want to continue to speculate and hear about this nonsense between him and Maury and the 76ers. I know it's going to drag out just like more speculation has dragged out with Lillard and him tweeting about Miami, but just, just get these deals over with. Let's move on. Let's get ready for this great NBA season that's coming. Well, Celtic super fan, Bill Simmons tweeted out that he, or wrote I should say that he doesn't think Damian Lillard is going anywhere before December. He thinks the Blazers are going to hang on to him. And as for Harden, I think that this action by the NBA, whether or not it stands, and I know that the NBA's Players Association is appealing this and fighting this, it still puts a damper on the Sixers' ability to get value for him. So I think now this fine and this action taken by Adam Silver is going to mean that James Harden is going to start training camp as a Philadelphia 76er. Will he report? Stay tuned. But I think the 76ers are going to have to have him in tow, and that could spell all sorts of chemistry problems for the 76ers. We could see the fat suit out again, but there is going to be drama in eastern Pennsylvania to start this NBA season. Item number five. Anthony Edwards, dubbed the new face of the NBA by Kendrick Perkins after Edwards leads the USA to a huge comeback win over Germany in a FIBA World Cup exhibition game. Guillermo, he was amazing. Is he the new face of the NBA? Ah, big perk in his comments. I think that's kind of a stretch for Anthony Edwards. I think he is someone who I can see blowing up in the future. I just don't think he's quite there yet. For me, if we're going to deem someone the face of the league right now, I think all things trend towards Jason Tatum with the commercials, the endorsements he has, his shoe dropping. um, And I think he's going to be in the candidacy for MVP this season. I see us being another top seed. So I just I just think the face of the league is trending more towards Jason Tatum than Anthony Edwards. He hasn't done enough yet in the league. I get it. He's dominating FIBA right now. He dunked on our boy Daniel Tice. But let's just cool it, Perk. I, I am a huge fan of Anthony Edwards, by the way. My favorite non-Celtic right now, but we got to cool it on him what? being... Uh, the face of the league. Well, I, I think he was great in that movie, Hustle. Was it Hustle? Was that the name of the movie? Yeah. Uh, where he went up against Bo Cruz. I loved him in that movie. I also like him. I have to say my favorite non-Celtic right now, and I'm sorry to to uh, pour salt in some fresh wounds, but my favorite non-Celtic is Marcus Smart. <laughs> but to hey, Perk, I know you get paid for hot takes, and that's the nature of media these days. But I don't know if you got the memo, but the best players in the NBA right now are not American. And I think the face of the NBA is Nikola Jokic. But if it was an American player, it is Jason Tatum, without a doubt. Item number five on Lucky's list. Steph Curry calling himself the best point guard in NBA history. And 
we had some people come out and refute that. Michael Jordan said, uh, sorry, Steph, it's Magic Johnson. This question is kind of complicated. I'll give my thoughts, but first over to you, Guillermo. Oh, boy. So in a traditional sense, right, I don't see Curry as being the best point guard to set up an offense, facilitate, you know, really read defenses, call it out for his team. To me, that classic point guard is a Rajon Rondo. But best Mm -hmm. point guard of all time, I'm going to give it to Curry. He's dominated the quote-unquote LeBron era. He's won four rings. Uh, He definitely just beat the Celtics not uh, not last year, but the year before. So you got to give it to him. He changed the face of the league. Everybody is shooting threes now because of him. Kids just rocking Curry jerseys all throughout the country. Uh, he just changed the game, and and I got to give it to Curry. Wow, the generational divide. Well, let's let this silver-haired uh... – you know, old guy here weigh in. I do agree with Jordan that Magic Johnson certainly deserves consideration. But I think we're at the point now in the NBA where it's hard to pick one guy for a position. If I had to pick one guy, it wouldn't be Curry, but I do think he's in the discussion. All those things you talked about, about facilitating an offense and getting everybody involved, Curry's underrated in those qualities. Obviously, the best shooter of all time. And that makes him in the discussion. Here's another guy that's in the discussion and you better not disagree with me on this. And it's a guy whom the NCAA's point guard of the year award goes to. And it's Bob Cousy. I mean, you want to talk about revolutionizing the game. When Coos came into the league, the NBA was not even considered the best basketball league. People cared about college basketball three times more than they cared about the NBA. Bob Cousy comes in with this entertaining style of ball, the no-look passes, the fast break. The Celtics invented the fast break, and it was under Bob Cousy where that happened. Six championships, I believe, for Cous. Um, He's also in the discussion with Magic Johnson, Oscar Robertson, Steve Nash, John Stockton, and Steph Curry. I think all of those guys are in the discussion. So, you know, I got to say, Steph, you're you're there. And listen, I don't want any player that doesn't think they're the best. I mean, I want O'Shea Brissett to think he's the best wing in the NBA. So, I mean, if you have the guts to come out and say it, then you open yourself up to the haters. Yeah, and I you can't forget somebody who's playing with Curry this year, Chris Paul, also a tremendous point guard. Um, in the league. I know he hasn't won anything yet, but what he has been able to contribute in his tenure has been fantastic as well. Um, And I don't disagree. Kuz is definitely in there from the highlights I've been able to see. Like the guy was a dribbling maniac out there and basically running circles and laps around guys. Uh, But my my number one point guard of all time that I'm going to pick would probably be Steph Curry. I'm going to go with Magic Johnson, but again, I think, you know, putting a pantheon, maybe a, a, a Mount Rushmore, as we talked about, uh, Curry might be on that, but I, I have to go with Irvin Magic Johnson. The next item involves Brad Stevens and the Stevens family. Brady Stevens, Brad's son, 
uh, has just committed to join the University of Notre Dame and Brad and Brady keeping it in-house, keeping it in family because former Boston Celtics assistant and former Butler Bulldogs assistant under Brad Stevens, Micah Shrewsbury is the head coach at Notre Dame. I think this is a good move. It's a great university, and, and we wish Brady the best, Guillermo. Yeah, good luck to you, Brady. Show up, show out, and uh, live up to that last name and wish you the best of luck this coming season. He plays at Wellesley, and I think he's a senior. He's a shooter, just like his dad. I think he's going to play his senior year at Wellesley, and then and then he'll be off to South Bend. From one local high school player to another, item number seven on Lucky's list, Cooper Flagg, headed to Duke, the number one high school prospect in the country, talking about his favorite player and possibly staying home in the NBA, Guillermo. Yeah, I think Cooper Flagg has a great game. Uh, I know he reclassified to come out of college and get to the league quicker. I know if some of the big schools like Duke are trying to get him offers to see if he will join them. Um, but there's also another name, AJ Dibansta, um, who is a top player in up and coming player from Brockton, Massachusetts, played basketball at St. Saint ne- Saint Sebastian's in Needham and is now at Prolific Prep in Napa, California. Um, just a tweet from Celtics Nation, and this is at Cooked by Celtics. Quote, Jason Tatum is my favorite player in the NBA right now. I don't know if it's possible, but that's definitely a player I would love to play with at some point. Him and I would be an amazing duo. That's AJ Dibanston, Jason Tatum. And, and Dibanston is, is playing where? He's at Prolific Prep in Napa, California right now. Okay, and he used to be at, at Needham. Um, so, And Cooper Flagg said similar things, that Tatum was his favorite player and he would love to play for his hometown team, the Celtics. So, look, if we get either one of these guys, obviously we would want Cooper Flagg, but you know, back in the old days, they used to have territorial draft picks, and I think that's how we got uh, – Tommy Heinsohn, who played at Holy Cross, it's always great to have the local boys return home and play for the Celtics. So, um, and why wouldn't these young kids want to be like Jason Tatum? I mean, he's got a similar body type to them, and and obviously he's leading one of the leading scorers in the league. So, uh, interesting comments there. Item number eight: the Celtics um, continue Guillermo to be the favorite of odds makers who currently are listing the Celtics as the top choice in the Eastern Conference, the Denver Nuggets. This is DraftKings Sportsbook putting out the Denver Nuggets are about three and a half to one favorites to win the NBA title this season. Celtics coming in number two at four to one, but they're the favorites to win the East. And they're also putting an over under on their win total, Guillermo. I'm nervous talking about this stuff. Because I think it's, you know, you know me, I'm very superstitious. I don't want to jinx things. But I'm going to do it because I think with the Porzingis injury, we we probably should not be favored. Um, but what's that over-under on the win total, Guillermo? So we got an over-under of 54 and a half wins for this upcoming season. Wow. 
Remember, the Celtics won 55, I think, last year. Is that right? I think it is 55. Um, that 54 is a good win total. I mean, I'd take that. Are you going to opine as to whether they go over or under that number? I am opining that they definitely slam the over and get about 57 wins this upcoming season. Wow. Actually, let me and let me correct myself. The Celtics won 57 last year under rookie head coach Joe Mazzula. That was a great win total. If we can repeat that, uh, that would be incredible. I'm not really going to say over or under. I'm just focused on that October 25th game, also against the New York Knicks at Madison Square Garden. When the schedule came out, People were saying, oh, what's the top five games? What what game are you looking forward to? I put on our Twitter feed, I'm looking at one game, one game only, October 25th against the Knicks. I think one of our followers asked, well, why that game? Because obviously we've got the Memphis game, Christmas Day game against the Lakers, the Miami game. But I'm really focused on that Knicks game because of how the Knicks had their way with us last year. I cannot wait until that opener. And if that's one of our wins, then uh, that would be amazing and would get us off on the right foot. You are a one game at a time (laughs) mentality type of fan, which I love. You always hone me back in when I'm reaching too far. So one game at a time. 54 and a half. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's put Jalen Brunson in the crosshairs. Let's see if he can if Peyton Pritchard can embarrass him again on video and, uh, and let's go into Madison square garden where we seem to play pretty well, Guillermo. Yeah. And to the lucky fans that are going to win the tickets, they're going to be able to see those Knicks playing in the preseason against your Boston Celtics. Yep. Absolutely. Final item, the FIBA world cup tournament kicking off this weekend, Guillermo. And Team USA, you know, they went undefeated in their slate of of games. Let's let's go through that a little bit. And I know, um, you know, you're pretty excited about one of your second favorite teams, Dominican Republic. They beat Canada during the preseason. Yeah, shout out to Carl Anthony Towns joining the Dominican Republic squad finally and putting up a show. 94 to 88, they beat Canada in exhibition as uh, FIBA starts on Friday, the 25th. But great exhibition game, way to put a stamp and uh, get ready for the tournament. Absolutely. Uh, And that's a team, Dominican Republic, that will have a chance to make some noise. Let's go through this schedule a little bit. The tournament starts tomorrow morning. If you're listening to this on Thursday, Tomorrow morning or Friday morning at 4 o'clock in the morning, Lori Markkinen and Team Finland going up against one of the tougher teams in the tournament, Team Australia. Then you've got uh, Germany and Japan at 8.10 in the morning. A big game, and this is the game that will probably determine the top team in their group. Canada against France, that's at 9.30 Friday. Team USA, Guillermo, they're going to kick off against Stephen Adams-less New Zealand. Stephen Stephen Adams not playing for the Kiwis. I feel like that's a game we will win and win massively. Yeah, I can see a big blowout. Sorry, New Zealand, but I think the team is really gelling well. 
whether it's, you know, Mikael Bridges and Therese Halliburton or the quote unquote face of the league, Anthony Edwards, I can see them blowing out New Zealand. Absolutely. That one's Saturday morning at 8.40. What are the other two games in the group for the U.S.? All right, and then we have the 28th Monday morning versus Greece at 8.40 in the morning. And then we also have the 30th, which will be Wednesday versus Jordan at 4.40 in the morning. Okay. Obviously, these will be ones that we watch on on stream, we'll stream these or NBA TV or somebody will have them, but we're all about team USA. It's all about the red, white, and blue team. Ireland didn't make it in, but we'll be rooting for team Dominican Republic. I know Guillermo will be rooting for them and uh, team Canada's got a, you know, Kelly Olenek, you know, there's a lot of guys that we will be following all NBA season long and it's the best basketball around. So stay tuned for that. Well, it's time to wrap up the show, Guillermo. Just a reminder for those that want to win those tickets. If you were listening earlier in the show to the three hints, if you're following us on Twitter at Lucky's Lounge Pod, DM us with all three hints, the player that we're alluding to, so the the mystery player, and your name, Twitter handle, and hometown. And if you do that before everybody else, you will win the tickets. We will send them to you, and uh, you'll enjoy two seats to the Celtics-Knicks at Boston Garden October 17th. This is one heck of a prize, all courtesy of Guillermo and Captain Ron of Lucky's Lounge. Final thoughts, Guillermo? Yes, good luck to all of you, and excited to see who's going to win these tickets. Hope you have a great time. Continue to support us. Continue to listen. We do this for you guys. We bleed green and stick with us. It's going to be a fun ride. Kelly Green all the way. For Guillermo Diaz, I'm Captain Ron Flanders. Thank you for listening to Lucky's Lounge, the Celtics diehard fan podcast, and the only one that I know of that gives out free Celtic tickets behind the Celtics bench. Stay tuned. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Lucky's Lounge. Bye-bye.